we're back yeah it's the cinema rolls it's the cinema rolls that's us it's us the cinema rolls <laughs> small we cinema, are the cinema rolls, rolls. I, yes it's us my cat jumped up on the desk and i literally had to like like push him off so he wouldn't mess up my I computer saw you straight up like mama wolf <laughs> your cat just then in the screen i was not gonna no ask animals were harmed on. in the making of this podcast <laughs> reagan's fine he's fine very live action lion king over there yes it was yes <laughs> have you seen the gif where rafiki throws simba no. instead of it's really funny do you know that i don't think i've ever seen the lion king wait is this like on your <laughs> <laughs> wait what so i this is a thing that i haven't realized until like the past like maybe two or three years um is that i haven't seen fully a lot of classic disney movies mm-hmm. like a lot of them and i think that i have because our like cultural zeitgeist is just like oh yeah you know here's like 10 minutes of something from cinderella or here's a meme about well, the lion king or yeah. here's like this quote that comes from i don't know like i don't even know i don't even know what the little mermaid that's one um dang and so there's so many and i i I mean i've seen aladdin i've seen that that's good yes all the way through um and i just don't think i've seen a lot of them from beginning to end as a whole and so i know so all these live action things that are coming out i'm very much like i think i saw i i realized the story of beauty and the beast for the first time as like emma watson being Belle. that hurts yeah i know i I rolled my eyes when you said all the live action stuff and then i realized that's not something that is conveyed in an audio form of uh media so i just want everybody to know that the way i feel about disney live action movies is eye roll right In this episode, actually, I would like to discuss kind of that um, that concept of Disney trying so hard to make things look real that aren't real, mm-hmm. and that the movie we're talking about today it just takes that concept and just flips it on the head and goes, hey, guess what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to do something completely different, but even better. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about today, Sarah? So today, we're going to talk about Spider-Man Into the (laughs) Spider-Verse. Yes, but first, um, we want to tell you guys, hi, we're Sarah and Sarah. Yeah. We're both Sarah. If you haven't listened before today, uh, our first episode is also on Spotify and iTunes, but um, we are two long-distance best friends, and we just want to talk about movies. We're recovering film snobs, so we're trying to get over the pretension and just enjoy things for what they are. Yes. Um, and today we are talking all things Spider-Man. Yes. So speaking of um, of Marvel, uh, last episode I started with, hey, did you see the Avengers trailer? And you had just woken up. So you had not seen it. I've seen it you now. You have now seen it. I've seen it. Yes. Yes. Thoughts. <laughs> so my thoughts are, 
there was a tweet that kind of encompassed it where it was like okay. where it was like the people that got or marvel the people that got snapped are not going to be in the avengers 4 trailer me okay that makes sense marvel doesn't show the people that got snapped in the avengers 4 trailer me and it's like surprise pikachu face <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time i'm like okay so now that i've evaluated this all from a normal like logical standpoint Right. Cap is going. Right. Tony, I'm kind of scared for. Yes. Um. Um. Ant Man is gonna save us all. I hope. <laughs> Who so. Who would have thought our Scott Lang? <laughs> I love <laughs> Paul Rudd so much. And would I love Paul Rudd? I heard someone make the joke where they, somebody said, "I really, what is Ant Man's superpower? Does he have a superpower?" And somebody else said, "He just ages backwards, doesn't he?" <laughs> Because Paul Rudd, in any movie he's in, just keeps looking more and more youthful and, and better. Like he, and keeps, better? he keeps getting what? better. Like in Clueless, he was yeah. not as hot, yes. and he's like yes. gotten progressively hotter, just progressively better and younger looking. <laughs> I don't know what. So that is Ant Man's superpower. Yeah, he I, just gets better looking in every movie. I think he will save us all. Also, I wish mm -hmm. in the end game trailer, I get it why they did it, but I wish Carol Danvers had been in it. You know what? I, my only, so, okay. I loved the trailer. I thought it was the perfect yeah. teaser. It was the perfect, like, hey guys, um, here's kind of what we've got going on, but we're also not going to tell you a single thing. Yeah, but here we is are going to tell no you information. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, your faves are here. They're sad, but they're here. <laughs> sad boy faves. Your other faves are dead. We don't know where they are. Um, I think so, Hawkeye's yeah. family got dusted. Yeah, I have that same theory. I, can you and imagine that, being like on the farm, like milking a goat? And then you're like, hey, someone go fetch me that pail. <laughs> and you turn around and all of your family is just dust. Is that his life? So <laughs> I think <laughs> when I I don't know. Farm but when boy I picture, When I picture what he does on just a day-to-day -day basis, like what he's not with the Avengers, he's like, I just want a quiet life at home. I'm retired. He's just in his backyard, like grooming sheep. Like this yes. is all <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know why, but that's all that I picture in my head. Oh my goodness. But um, our boy Spidey is not in the Avengers trailer. In fact, his face shows up as a dead person. <laughs> um, I was hurt. And, and Shuri is on there too. I was like, Shuri was there too. I was like, our no. little teenage babies. Because, because in the movie, do you know? No, we didn't know. And so I think a lot of people were saying, all right, guys, like Shuri wasn't in this movie. Maybe she's still alive and she's going to invent the thing that saves us all. Uh, and uh, that is no longer the case. We that hurts. Know she's gone. All of our babies are gone. <laughs> and so it, it was hurts. very sad. And I'm not going to lie. I was really kind of angry after like 10 times watching that trailer mm -hmm. where I kind of had a moment where I was like I'm so done with all of this yeah I'm tired of being stressed I'm tired of over analyzing uh, two minutes of content I I sort of agree with you and they do give us endless content but the mm -hmm. fact that people literally how toxic is it that people were just like give us a trailer give us a trailer no yeah give us a trailer and then 
they gave a trailer. Like, that is so right. terrible. What a terrible right. fan base. But then, and also, like, the kind of life I'm living now, though, right, is that mm-hmm. the Endgame trailer came out. I watched it, enjoyed it for a second, got sad for a second, then overanalyzed it for, like, a week. And the, But mm-hmm. right after, the first thing I thought was, wait, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is supposed to come out in like the next day or that's when it was announced to come out how are they going to have that trailer without revealing anything and then they did the panel with jake gyllenhaal and then the trailer didn't come out and everyone was like where's the trailer we were promised a trailer and they said just kidding guys the trailer has now been moved to uh premiere later <laughs> i mean like was like i'm sorry what and i don't know it's it's, Sarah, I'm it's tired. weird i'm tired of it too and like the thing is i'm so ready to see tom holland as spider-man again and we all know we're going right. to see him again right of course i'm gonna be there i'm gonna give him money which almost makes me angrier because they ripped my heart out of my chest just to be like it's chill dude don't freak yeah. out Sarah yeah. probably remembers I texted her after Infinity War. I was like, I'm really angry. You hated it. I was like, so upset. It, you were you were very upset. And I I had been removed from it for a couple of days mm-hmm. and I was like, What what? I also <laughs> went to okay? see it by myself. So like Yes. It, I just suffered yeah. alone. There's the, there's mm-hmm. literally children in the crowd going, What? Yeah. No. Like the people it, are yeah. audibly saying, No and I was yeah. like Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, you mean me? <laughs> Very audibly in the theater going, "No!" I was I was so upset. I couldn't put myself through uh, it twice. I didn't go back and see it again. Oh, I saw it three times in theater. <laughs> I but I did see I saw Spider-Verse twice in the past yes, 2 days. So that's the thing though, right? Is that right? I feel like right when I was getting so just tired and exhausted little bit jaded mm-hmm. um about this whole superhero thing kind of i mean if you think about it a little bit like jake johnson's spider-man in this movie mm-hmm. like jaded about the whole superhero thing um i was so just like i i can't there you can't what are you gonna do they're gonna bring back these characters and then they're gonna kill off some more characters and then they're gonna figure out a way to stop the villain and then he's gonna die and they're gonna win and then I have the next Spider-Man movie to look forward to and Mm -hmm. like then the cycle just keeps repeating and right when I was kind of getting a little tired of that uh Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out and completely re-energized my love for all things superhero all things comic books all things Marvel I mean Um, talk about saving us all so let's just Let's jump into what we're going to be talking about today. So this is the All Things Spidey episode, which, if I'm not mistaken, is both Sarah and I's favorite superhero. Yes, Uh, absolutely. I've loved Spider-Man since I was a kid. Um, when Mm -hmm. When my little brother was growing up, it gave me another excuse to, like, watch the original cartoons and, like... The, the ones that were always coming out on Disney XD, which they've produced some pretty solid content. The Amazing Spider-Man yeah. cartoon is awesome. Um, yes. So he is my favorite. He's so relatable. He's so f- he's just great. Um, and so we are going to be talking into the Spider-Verse mostly, but we're going to rank all of the Spider-Man films. Our individual opinions. Uh-huh. Uh, by <laughs> our opinions um, yes. of how we feel each of them fits in. Uh, mm-hmm. in terms we also of best have, 
Yeah, we also asked a lot of people, a lot of our friends, a lot of our followers on social media, um, just kind of their opinions on what their favorite Spider-Man movies are, what they would rank them, who they think is the best actor to have played Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a lot of really interesting responses. Some of them are very adamant. Some of them are a little questionable. Um, but... We will be getting into that (laughs) in a moment. Um, But first, we're going to talk about this movie. Yes. And I think we should just right here, right now, say, first of all, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing listening to this? Um, Definitely still listen to this, (laughs) but maybe watch the movie first. Um, Yeah, I mean... If you don't want to be, you know, like, spoiled completely. Yeah, I mean, like, this isn't a movie I I think that can get... It was a spoiled, yeah, yeah, quote unquote spoiled. Like, I went back Mm -hmm. and watched it a second time and loved it just as much, if not more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is so fun to just experience. Yes, with a fresh. And I don't know how what you did, but I, aside from seeing the initial trailer, I very much intentionally steered clear of anything about this movie. Um, I don't think I I saw a single trailer. Yeah, I, I saw a trailer, um, but once I realized another Spider-Man movie was coming out, I thought, you know, what I usually do is ruin things for myself with Spider-Man. Um, I listen to every panel before, the, you know, the movie comes out. I watch all the interviews. I read up on all the articles, on all the, like, trailer breakdowns. And for this one, I didn't want to do that. So when I went into this, I think the only thing that I knew about this was that it was this beautiful animated work, which you could tell from the trailer from the very beginning, and that it was a Miles Morales story. Mm-hmm. And so I was already really interested, but didn't know a lot when I was going into this. And so um, for those of you who do not know, this movie is centered around Miles Morales, not Peter Parker, um, but Miles Morales uh, as Spider-Man. And essentially... Uh, In this movie, we have the risk of a multiverse uh, opening up and the world as we know it completely changing, disappearing, getting destroyed, um, and all of these alternate universes kind of overlap together in Miles Morales' world, which results in Miles Morales as Spider-Man fighting these villains along with other spider-men and some spider gals yes (laughs) yes Um, and it uh it's kind of miles's origins it is miles miles's origin story um which is really cool and um what i think is awesome about this movie um i guess we'll just get into that um so miles's origin story is done in such a cool way that um like you know we we all know the Peter Parker origin story and they reference right. that in the film we all know the Peter Parker origin story we've been given it in Spider-Man we've been given it in the amazing Spider-Man we've been given it i mean like we're sick of it everybody knows it right i think and the the ongoing joke even when you know the Tom Holland Spider-Man was very first announced or the the rumblings of you know Disney uh, you know getting the rights from Sony everybody started going do we really need another spider-man movie Mm -hmm. we've tried so many times (laughs) yeah um but this one i love this as a it functions so well not only as a spider-man origin story but as 
a plot in general. Um, right. It's right. It's so much deeper than just you know Miles's origin story. Right. Absolutely. And I think also like um, something I saw I thought really really interesting about this movie. So. From the very beginning, which actually, first of all, let's talk even before the very beginning, right? So right. in so the first time I saw it, <laughs> um, I my audience was a lot better than the second time that I saw it. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I saw it, lights go down, right? And instantly you're watching all the studio logos come up and all the studios are being introduced. We've got like Sony coming up. We've got Columbia Pictures going up and the Columbia Pictures opening title card starts. Oh my goodness. I don't, the, the starts glitching, the visual effects are bringing up past iterations of their logo. Um, everyone in my audience is like, what is happening? What's going on? What, what are, what are they doing? Um, and um, I, I was already on the edge of my seat, kind of freaking out, like ready for whatever it was that they were going to hand to me. Like, I was like, this is it. I'm, I'm ready. Like that first second got me so hyped. I almost yelled. And then theater. with like this palpable, like bang, they go approved by the comics code authority. And you're yes. like, holy crap. Like this and is every a memory from movie. my childhood. Yes, every memory from my childhood came rushing back, <laughs> being like, "Whoa, we're gonna we're gonna read a comic now." Yes. Like, what's going on? Okay, um, and then you literally start with, <laughs> "All right, so let's like tell the story one more time." <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's do this again. The Chris Pine the last time. <laughs> yes, Peter and it's such a moment of like Sony being like, or the writers of this being like, "Listen, guys." We know that you have heard the story of Spider-Man at least three or more times by now. So not only are we going to give you one more, we're actually going to give you like seven more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but we're going to introduce every single one of them with, all right. And personality. <laughs> one more time. And it's got personality <laughs> yes. and flair, which I yeah. think is so cool because each one of them gets to introduce themselves in the way that their character would. Yes, exactly. So that's exactly. that's what's so brilliant about this movie, and I want to talk characterization because they have so such a big cast, uh, right? And they're all Spider Men, pretty much. Yes. So this is an an animated ensemble cast. Yeah. So is you're what like, yeah. how are they gonna make me care about every single Spider Man? Right. And they do that with this cool thing where they drop the comic on the pile and they go, "Let's talk yep. about me." And then yes. each of them does it in their own little cute way, like with their own animation style, which, with their own yes. story. And you're like, okay, I understand this character now. And we don't spend 30 minutes of the movie building up why I should care about this character or giving them like exactly. this huge character arc. And we're just like, all right, I buy it. I'm in. And also I think too, like they didn't, and I, at the very beginning with the first iteration of Peter Parker um, of Spider-Man where, you know, they kind of uh, poke fun at Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, and, I thought that was they, during Jake Johnson's Spider-Man's bit. No. They, you just it's saw Chris this, Pines. So I'll trust you. Yes, it's Chris Pine's spider So Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, so we'll get into this. Jake Johnson's Spider-Man isn't actually a real Spider-Man. 
Um, he, the comic book that drops down on him is the amazing Spider-Man, but that actual version of his Spider-Man is more like, um, the writers of this movie were like, what if Spider-Man was like a mentor, but he didn't know how to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to like kind of that concept. Um, but Chris Pine's Spider-Man, um, was kind of like a melding of like all the Spider-Man that we have already seen and like all the best parts, but also poking fun at, um, it was almost a little Deadpool-y yeah, at the very beginning I there, agree. where he really like, like kicked a hole he's in taking this the like a bit. cinematic universe. Yeah. And so he comes in, he's like, guys, remember when I danced down the street like this? We, we don't, don't talk, like about, talk that. about that. <laughs> He's like, guys, remember when I had that upside down kiss with MJ? Yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, guys, remember when I was like stuck to the front of a train and trying to make it stop with my yeah. webbed hands? Remember that? Like the coolest. That was it, cool. it includes like the coolest action set pieces from yeah. Raimi, too, which I think is sick. Yes, exactly. Just a little nod to those, but also making uh, fun of those. And then it went even deeper and just goes, hey, I've got a cereal. Hey, I've got a, a Christmas, Christmas album, <laughs> which actually is a thing. It, by did, the it way. is not. Are you serious? I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. I am going to send you a link. That's all I'm. (laughs) We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes um, so you guys can, this Christmas season, jam to some Spider-Man Christmas. It was so, I loved that bit. And Um, he's like, and and what's so cool is he's like, I'm the only Spider-Man. Period. Right. Yes. Not so. I'm like, this is, I've been the only one. He kind of does a little wink at the end. And you're like, oh man, here we go. (laughs) I'm so ready for this. Um, And they use that same formula for each introduction, which I think is amazing. That's such a cool way to go about it. Which gives, honestly, such a nice structure um, to what could have easily been a really chaotic like part of this movie it could have been very chaotic to have that many spider-man and so many different styles of spider-man like i was fully expecting to be like i knew that there were going to be a couple of spider-man in this and i was like that's not going to work like there's too many things happening but the because they did the same format every time it felt cohesive it felt like okay i've got a rhythm and a pattern that i can rely on right and it gives me a, a moment to take a break to breathe and go okay what's going on who is this? All right, I got it. Let's go, you know? Um, exactly. And so um, speaking of all the characters, can I just, for a moment, just I'm just going to read off a couple of the people who were cast. This is a um, stacked voice cast. This, okay, so the casting of these voiceovers, l- l- let's talk about this, mm-hmm. okay? So we've got, as we mentioned just now, we've got Chris Pine. Great. Um, we've got Leif Schreiber. We've got Katherine Hahn, who, like... She is incredible. Um, she's incredible in this. Okay, we've got um, Kamiko Glenn. Love her in Orange is the New Black. Um, we have Nick Cage. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I just want to talk um, about Yes, we have Zoe Kravitz. We have Lily Tomlin. We have John Mulaney. My we have son. yes, we have Brian Tyree Henry. Haley Steinfeld. We have Haley Steinfeld. We have Mahershala Ali. I mean, like, I just we have uh, obviously we've got Jake Johnson too, which we will discuss mm-hmm. more of him. Of course, we have to. Um, we've got Shamik Moore, and then to top it all off, on top of all of that, we have 
our Oscar Isaac for five seconds. A beautiful, yes, brilliant. And five then, seconds. yes, and then we've got our boy Post Malone as Brooklyn bystander number one. Yes. <laughs> Post Malone <laughs> is a voice in this movie. What is this movie? It's incredible. Like everyone you on? hear, you're everyone you hear, you're like, oh my goodness. Oh, I know that voice. <gasps> oh, I know who that. When okay, so Nick Cage as Spider Man Noir. For those of you who don't know, there's this my god this... boyfriend. <laughs> yes, the moody black and white Spider-Man from the 1930s who just pops in and he's very like, I'm a detective and it's Nick Cage and he starts talking and you instantly go, what did they do here? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? Oh, they really did that. So as a connoisseur of good, bad movies, <laughs> yes. I have an undying love for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I love Batman. I think we all do, and we just don't want to admit I it. I will watch him do anything. Yes. I will watch him search for the national treasure. I will watch him There's steal the Declaration of Independence. I will watch him uh, literally do anything. I don't care. Yes. Yes. Um, if you ever have, like, just, you know, 15 minutes to spare, I believe it's about 15 minutes long, there is a YouTube compilation video where it's, it's just Nick Cage yelling. I love it. I love him. <laughs> it's, it's easily one of the best pieces of art I've ever consumed personally. Yes. Yes. So like <laughs> I love can't... him yelling. So he is so good in this movie. He is As a voice actor. this is his most ambitious role to date and he really stepped up and did that. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed at everything that his character said everything. in this movie. Like, so, of course, he lives in this um, this black and white universe. And so, I'm not going to lie, my, one of my favorite running bits was him trying to figure out what a Rubik's Cube was. Yes! And this character who lives in black and white is looking at this and going, is this blue? I don't understand. And then at the end, <laughs> he's so seriously in this in this like emotional riveting heart-wrenching goodbye scene he looks at miles morales and he's like i'm gonna bring this cube back with me i don't know how it works but i will figure it out <laughs> and it's the most nick cage thing to be so dramatic about that yes. but it works because this is the character he was born to play yes spider-man noir all day and it it was awesome because, like, I have such fond memories of Nick Cage being in um, superhero <laughs> movies. Yes. So, like, excuse my language. It's the name of the film. So, like, Kick-Ass is one of my favorite right. superhero movies. And he is so good as Big Daddy in that movie. <laughs> and so, like, and he always wanted to play um, Superman. That's, like, one of his lifelong dreams. I didn't dreams. know that. Yes. Nick I'm Cage sorry, has always wanted to play Superman. And Interesting. No, I don't see it happening either. Poor baby. <laughs> but um, so for him to be in superhero movies always gets me jazzed. So like when he was <sighs> Spider-Man Noir, I was like, yes, boy. Yeah, he's not a stranger to, to superhero. He's got, what you consider a ghostwriter, I guess, a superhero? I guess kind of. It was a comic. I don't know. I think some people do. It wasn't know. good. But. Yeah. But this was this was good. Yes. He was very, very good in this. Um, I think some other standout performances in this, honestly, John Mulaney, who knew? Who knew, I knew. that like well, listen, <laughs> I didn't think that I would enjoy Peter Porker 
the spider pig. Yeah, spider ham. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think that I wanted that until it was presented to me so well and I thought going into it that's gonna suck it's gonna really bring out all of the weird parts of of this movie and it's just not gonna meld and it's gonna take me out of it and those are two completely different animation styles if they're gonna keep him being cartoony but then we're in this like comic book beautifully done animation world I I don't know how it's gonna work and then it worked yeah, and I mean, I'll agree. I thought he could have been in it more, but that's because he's my favorite comedian of all time. Um, literally, my boyfriend and I, yeah. the night we met, um, he said that like one of the moments he knew he loved me was I made a John Mulaney joke. <laughs> and he was like, wait. Did you see him when he was in Conway recently? I didn't, and I was really upset. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, did you see that they, in him. the movie... Within the movie, they, uh, they had advertised an, his Broadway yes, show. Yes, they had an Oh Hello yeah. billboard. Um, yeah. There was also a billboard for Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I did not. I did notice that. I barely caught that. There were okay. There's a lot of like Easter eggs in this movie, oh both like comic book Easter eggs and also like cultural our actual life easter eggs yes um, and honestly, this isn't the kind of podcast for that. We'll definitely like kind of talk about those but if you want to genuinely dive into what these easter eggs are there are so many great youtube videos out there that will break down scene by scene what every single easter egg means and what it means in the world of this every single Times square billboard is yes like it means so intentional it's funny so intentional and that's so phil lord and chris miller um it's yes and they directed if y'all don't know they directed and wrote the lego movie um lego batman movie they did 21 and 22 jump street um i think i know they did 21 jump street they did Um, i believe i can fact check you but i'm pretty sure they they are they can do anything literally yes i will watch anything they ever make and i mean that so seriously um lego movie is incredible um the writing is so sharp and witty and tight um, mm-hmm. I mean, this, every, every joke landed for me yes. each time I, I, there were just, oh my goodness. There were so many great, um, deliveries also of just, of these jokes, the, um, the running gag of the like hand on the shoulder yes. joke where his uncle, Miles's uncle teaches him like, the move. Hey, you know, you want to flirt with the girl, you put the hand on her shoulder and you're just like. And then just that whole exchange between them where he's like, oh, do I do it like this? And he puts the hand on his shoulder. He's like, hey. He's like, no, 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 no. Hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) And like that had me cracking up. Um, And then later when in the middle of a, in the middle of a conversation with the girl that he's into, he decides to put the hand on her shoulder after they have been talking for a good two minutes. Because (laughs) he's like, hey. Well, I mean, let's talk. I guess this is a structure thing. So like. Before he's bitten by the spider, before he mm-hmm. becomes Spider-Man, um, Miles, it's just like kind of a normal story. Like it's told yes. normally. You don't hear Miles' thoughts really. You don't hear Miles' thoughts, I don't think. And then um, after he's bitten by the spider, which is done hilariously because he's bitten and it's like, you know, they're doing this whole thing where like his cells are changing and 
mm-hmm. um, they're showing the animation of like everything that's going on with his body, and then you zoom back out, and he just goes and smacks it. Just yes, and that's that. Yes, and uh, every that that moment had such a laugh. Oh my god! In both of my audience, where it, it gives you this crazy buildup, and you expect right, like the super dramatic, because in all of our um, well, not all of them, because, you know, Tom Holland's didn't do this, but yeah. in Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man, there's, like, a good 30 minutes devoted to just the spider biting the dude, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, we're all leading up to, where did the spider come from? How is it radioactive? Or how does it carry this, like, life-changing power? Also, where did, where, where is it gonna, is it gonna bite them? And then, how did they, how did they feel after they get all, like, sweaty and powerful and then it takes them a while to realize that and then in this movie they're just like hey here's a spider hey it bit him hey he's like oh a spider and then the very next scene is him going i think i hit puberty because he's too tall for his pants and and that's the thing like you don't have to give this big drawn out thing we already know automatically know what's going on yes we know that there's like a bunch of spider-men so apparently yeah. this radioactive spider thing happens a lot. Maybe you should just not explain it. It's fine. And and what I love, I love it when writers don't just think that the audience is stupid. Yes. <laughs> like I Trust really me. love I, can... I love being able to tell when the writer goes no, no, this audience is smart enough to, to get what's yeah, going on. When they trust we don't us. have to tell them. We don't have to tell them, all right, guys, so Miles Morales, this this spider thing that was crawling on him, yeah, um, it's radioactive. It's got these uh, these abilities. Um, it's gonna um it's gonna it's gonna change him. It's gonna make him real, real strong, real powerful, real sticky. He's gonna feel uh, weird for a long time. He's gonna time. feel a little weird. But guys, 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 guess what? This means he's changing into Spider-Man. Like we get and, like, it. I didn't need that. Like, I, I don't need that. And that's what they keep giving me in origin stories. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I came to this movie. Trust me. I came to this movie knowing this was a superhero movie. Right. Like, I came into this knowing that at some point this average dude was going to end up being a super dude. <laughs> like, yeah. So I when know, Miles just smacks me. that spider, it's like, yeah. This is the yeah. kind of movie I came for. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm here. They gave us they gave us like two seconds of this spider injecting venom that turned his red blood cells blue, and you go, oh, okay, it happened. Yeah, and that's that's and it. That's, that's that. cool. And then the whole following scene where he's like, guys, I'm hitting puberty. <laughs> and he's like, I gotta get but new you pants. You as the audience. Oh yeah, yeah but this is know. what I was talking about. Like after he's bitten by the spider, suddenly things are very comic booky, and it's so yes. cool. He's like, why are my thoughts so loud? I, and that's such a like subtly poking at 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 the comic book because like you know I think you you also grew up really yes. reading comic books yes. and so when you really think about that world and the lore of that world like you have you're like why are these characters thinking the way that they're and thinking? you know every single comment <laughs> Peter Parker makes in his head and he's got this like yeah it's almost like this like Aaron Sorkin esque like yeah quippy quippy quip 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 yeah and and you read them and you're like no one has that in in depth of a thought process yes like i do not think like that but these people do yeah so then when you're watching him like he's with gwen and he doesn't know she's gwen yeah and uh he's like i'm gonna do the move and then he's like why is my arm moving so slowly am i doing this in slow motion or (laughs) yes um i uh, oh my goodness i'm fascinated with how they 
brought us into this movie and made it feel like a comic strip yes. that I was reading. And I think, you know, some superhero movies have tried before to do that comic book panel-esque thing. I think they tried to do it in The Incredible Hulk. I vaguely, vaguely remember them I trying to do it. I do not remember a single thing about and, that movie. And in shame. reality, I think, I think that they went, oh, you know what, we're going to do this cool thing. It's a... Uh, it's gonna look like comic strips but instead it looked like someone did one of those like instagram pic collages yeah um <laughs> but with just like the hulk in one of the squares you know but this was a full right. on i love the moment when um when miles is down in the subway and um this is right before the initiating conflict which is um peter parker dying Right. Um, so when he's down Spoilers, in Spoilers, guys. <laughs> yeah, we said. Yeah. If you ain't watched the movie yet. So, um, right. But that's like in the first, what, 20 yeah, minutes? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, so um, he's down in the subway and he has a spider sense for the first time. And, yeah. and he's like, he like gets little tingly lines around his head, just like in the comic. And then behind him, it says, look out. Yes. On the window. And then the explosion yes. happens. You're like, this is a comic book. This is a comic book. And then any moment where he starts yelling and just around him, it just goes, ah. Yes. <laughs> like, he's like falling I off the building that. and it, it says, ah, like as he's falling. Yeah. Um, yes. Or any time where someone is like hitting someone and it just kind of goes, boom. Or crack. <laughs> yes. Or like, I just, oh my gosh. It's such a, but it's not cheesy ever it works the entire time I okay I would just like to take this moment right here and say I haven't had this much just pure joy and pure fun watching a movie in a very long time I I can't remember the last time I had this much fun actually I can't remember it was Spider-Man Homecoming (laughs) we love Spider-Man on this podcast we love Spider-Man in this house aside from that (laughs) yes Oh, and I just had such a good time. And so in all of these action sequences, right, where, you know, you you do expect a superhero, you know, that you expect the booms and the pals and you're like, okay, these people are going to start punching each other. Does it actually hurt? I don't know, whatever. Um, And you're watching this movie and you see it go boom and you see them go pow and you see like all of these very comic strip-esque artwork pieces popping up and I got goosebumps Mm -hmm. every single time and every single time I thought yes boom pow yeah yeah yes I didn't want it to end so gorgeous that world that they built is stunning so beautiful and I mean just my mom she's kind of an old fogey like she falls asleep in movies whatever I Mm -hmm. love her she's Mm -hmm. she's awesome but Mm -hmm. this movie she was like it was a little too much for me I was kind of overstimulated and I was like you know I get that it's it's a lot like it is a lot I was tired I mean I had to watch it a second time the very next day so that I could see what was happening me too (laughs) Sarah and I both went and saw this twice in theaters the following day two days in a row we saw it the first day yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) so take that as a recommendation from us Mm-hmm. But um, I want to talk villains because I think... Yeah, let's talk villains. I think please. Catherine Hahn as Olivia Octavius is maybe <sighs> my favorite Marvel villain of all time. I agree. I oh, thought... Well, okay, well, so... I'll make a Thanos exception, Billy. Other than that. 
Um, I would. Mm, I'd like to make it also a Killmonger exception, also a Loki exception. Okay, okay I'm maybe sorry. she's not. She's my not favorite, my favorite of all time. But I, I, but... I live in hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But um, she's but awesome. Her. Okay, so for people who don't know, right? They, they meaning the powers that be, mm-hmm. have done Doc Ock so many times. Mm-hmm in whether in movies and in cartoon iterations and like just animations video games i don't know and i'm i've never i'm always kind of just like okay we get it you know like doc ock is here and doc ock is hates spider-man you know whatever um this movie the way that they revealed that this character was doc ock was so smooth and so such so to me surprising i this was this was a twist in this movie that i did not see coming um yeah so at the very beginning of the movie we get introduced to her via one of miles morales's physics classes okay and in this physics class his teacher is showing his class a video of this doctor explaining the multiverse. Yeah, the Alchemax um, lead scientist. Yes. Um, and you can kind of see her in the background kind of, you know, saying, hey, well, the multiverse is about this and it's, it's you know, about that. And we really aren't paying much attention yeah. because we're so focused on Miles Morales coming in late to class yeah. and walking in front of the TV screen. And, and Spider-Gwen. Like, Miles, sit down. Yeah, and there's a lot going on. The second time that I watched it, I realized that when Miles came in and stood in front of that TV screen because he was late to class, he was standing right in front of the title card on the TV screen in his classroom that said, like, Alchemax, like, head, you know, scientist or whatever, and it said, Dr. Olive, and then he, like, was standing right in front of the rest of the text. And I, the second time I saw it, realized that and thought, that's so smart. Like, they were trying to tell us a little bit, but, like, not yeah. really. Um, and then we get introduced to her once again when uh, when the he, Miles Morales' mentor, Spider-Man, um, and he are trying to figure out how to break into Alchemax. And he's like, okay, like, who's, you know, the head scientist here? And Miles is like, oh, okay, well, uh, it's that woman. The lady and with the bike. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a really cool line in there where um, Spider-Man... I, it's so hard to talk about characters in this movie, because when I say Spider-Man, there's I could Spider-Man. be talking about all of Jake Johnson's Spider-Man. Jake Johnson's Spider-Man. Um, after Miles goes, oh, the head scientist is that lady over there. He's like, I should really examine my personal biases. That was so <laughs> like, there's funny. such a good line. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was just thrown in there, like, oh, whatever, and it's delivered Yeah, because he's so given like, the step-by-step of how he's going to break yeah. in, and he's like... <laughs> Step three, re-examine my personal biases. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so then we kind of realize, okay, so she's a part of this plan, and then they're spying on her. She's um, giving Kingpin their their plan. They're breaking into her office um, and trying to hack into her computer when she comes in and discovers them, and she kind of, um, like... And this is is, when Miles figures out he can turn invisible. He can turn invisible. So he's kind of not in the picture, um, but Jake Johnson's Spider-Man is being questioned by her she's like are you okay how'd you get here from the spider-verse i need to swab your mouth this and that and then you have a moment where she's just like oh i'd love to see you in pain and he just gets this look of realization Mm -hmm. um and he's like what did you say 
their name was. And in me sitting in that theater, right when he says, what was your name? And she goes, doctor. And the second she said doctor, Mm -hmm. it clicked in my mind. And I went, no, 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 no. And then she says, yes. And then she's like, Dr. Olivia Octavius. And he goes, let me guess. Your friends call you Doc Ock? And she goes, my enemies call me Doc Ock. My friends call me Liv. <laughs> yes. And I, my, it blew my mind. I was and shook. These tentacles came out of her. Yes. These tentacles came out and started attacking him. And her character design was so cool. Because, yeah. first of all, Catherine Hahn does an amazing job with the voice. She yes, sounds period. incredible. Yes. I love. She sounds so like sultry yes. and a little bit like sneaky. I love so her. I, I love, love her. It. Yes. And, um, but those, that character design, her tentacles look so much more organic and mm-hmm. it's really weird because usually Doc Ock, you get this like metal tentacle. Um, yeah. And hers are so much more like, they're so pretty. They're pretty. They're organic. They like, they can squeeze yeah. stuff. They're like really, really cool. Uh, yeah. I thought she was, incredible she's my favorite villain of the of the whole thing like loved i agree i agree which she was my favorite villain though i will always have just like a special little um appreciation i guess for for the the prowler for for uncle aaron you know like i i guess let's get into this now (laughs) yeah so okay first of all there is a scene in which the writers reveal to you, oh, Miles Morales's uncle, his uncle Aaron that he loves so much. I mean, that's his best friend. That's prowler. a father figure mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. yeah, is the prowler who has been trying to kill him, you know, since since they found him and Kingpin's, one of Kingpin's, like, henchmen. And um, he finds out because Prowler comes to his uncle Aaron's apartment, which is his own apartment and finds miles in there but miles goes all invisible and you know the prowler takes off his mask like oh my goodness he's uncle aaron and he's like that's my uncle he's been trying to kill me what's going on yeah um did that scene shock you so i was i knew that uncle aaron was into bad stuff so i figured that was coming Mm -hmm. um and I don't know the Miles Morales story super well. Okay. I know that Uncle Aaron's important to his origin story. Um, but no, I it did surprise me a little bit. But also, I kind of saw that coming, I guess, because I knew that Uncle Aaron was not perfect, like Miles figured him out mm-hmm. to be, just because that was, that seemed logical. Um, right. So, but a lot of people in my theater gasped, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm not as well-versed on the Miles Morales story as I am the Peter Parker stories. Um, however, I do know enough because of Spider-Man Homecoming, kind of knowing that uh, Donald Glover plays Aaron Davis in... What? Okay, 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 okay. All right, let's back up, let's back up. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay? Yes. Spider-Man Homecoming... Um, our boy Childish Gambino, our boy Donald Glover, yes. <laughs> he plays just kind of like not e- not even a villain. Like he's just this side thug, yeah. yeah. Where he's like trying to buy these like secret scary weapons from the villains. He just wants to like hold um, up a convenience and... store, right? Exactly, and like you know, Peter Parker in that movie, Tom Holland is like, "Hey, buddy, why just just trying to find these villains that you bought those guns from?" And there's a scene in Spider-Man: Homecoming in which 
by the way, excellent performance by, by Donald Glover. Excellent. Where Tom Holland kind of, like, webs him to a car, and he uses a voice changer. Yeah. And, and he's like, hey, I need you to tell me who you bought that gun from. And Donald Glover is just like... Man, like you're really not good at this interrogation thing. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you need to, you know, figure this out. And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Listen, like I heard your real voice earlier. You're using this. Like, just calm down. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, let's talk. You know." And so Tom Holland's like, "Man, I just want to know where you got that gun from." And he's like, "Listen, we're on the same side here. Yeah. Like, I want to." And he goes, "I want to keep these streets safe. I got a nephew out on these streets." And oh. I want him to be safe, right? And so me in that movie, in Spider-Man Homecoming, mind blown, oh my gosh, my, Miles Morales is in the MCU universe. Wow. The MCU? M- MC yep. universe. <laughs> Marvel Comics universe universe. <laughs> so I'm like, Miles Morales is here. And so you know this because um, because when uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is trying to find donald glover's character um he's trying to use this like facial recognition program and he's Mm -hmm. like you know do we know any of the people who i saw you know getting buying the guns that night and they're like okay there's not a criminal file you know on any of them except for this dude Mm -hmm. it's donald glover's character and you see that his name is aaron davis and you know yeah and you know that he's the prowler um because you know one of his reasons for having a criminal activity is because he is the prowler so like aaron davis as a character i know is the prowler like i already know that miles's uncle aaron davis is the prowler and so in this movie when one there's this character that very much looks like the prowler (laughs) um appears next to kingpin and it coincides with his uncle Aaron going missing for a bit and being like, I'm going to be out of town for a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, got it. Like, I know what's happening. And so when that reveal happened, I kind of was like, yeah, but I still felt it. Yeah. And I watched this movie. I watched this movie with my friend Tom. Shout out Tom Day underscore art. Um, he lost his mind when that happened like I like could physically feel him like flail in his chair and he was like what (laughs) and I could feel him like looking at me being like yo and I was just like yeah hold on calm down (laughs) like I I need to watch what's happening I just went whoa that's how my my first audience like that entire theater when that reveal happened I'm pretty sure I heard like all of them just be like no Well, nobody wants Uncle Aaron to be a bad guy. Yeah, today when I watched it, um, there was a little, like, she couldn't have been more than, like, I don't know, like, older than, like, a third grader. Yeah. This girl that was sitting a couple seats away from me, and when he pulled his mask off to reveal that he was his uncle, she went, no. (laughs) And it made me want to cry. Like, I almost started weeping right then. (laughs) So sad. These children. But still, the way they reveal it and the flipping soundtrack, dude. <laughs> like the way that they reveal it, the emotion. Which, by the way, I've never felt this much emotion in an animated movie before in my life. It's hard to put emotion in an animated movie without feeling saccharine a lot of the times. Um, mm-hmm. Only the best do that. Um, you know, you get Pixar and stuff like that. But even like the opening of Up. Uh, got me the first time, but upon re-examination, I was like, that's kind of manipulative. 
It's very, yeah, but, it can feel very manipulative. But this movie has so many genuinely complex emotions um, mm-hmm. represented through Miles and through his struggles that, like, you get it. And you're like, you're there. You're right there with him. And mm-hmm. so um, when he and Jake Johnson are, like, jiving and, like, they're finally, um, right. they're finally, you know, he's teaching him how to swing, which is an awesome scene. Um, what a great scene. And, and he's teaching him how to swing and he's teaching him how to use the web shooter and how to be Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you feel that real joy that, like, Miles is getting it. Right, exactly. And he's excited um, to be a hero. Yes. So going off of that, I think also one of the emotional things that works in this movie, and it's such a, like, random thing, but, like, with Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man, we had your very obvious Peter Parker finds out he can shoot webs out of his arms and goes to town in New York and just starts swinging through skyscrapers. And he's like, wow, look at me. And you're just kind of like, buddy, you've been a hero for two days. You should not know how to do that. Yeah, you know? also, like, um, you would mess up at some point. Yes, you, you would fall you would to probably your probably die, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so, like, there's, there's uh, that's a huge problem that I have always had with those movies in which I was just like, yeah, this is cool, but I don't feel very excited. I'm a little worried. I'm a little bit like, uh, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Like, you did not, with your powers, suddenly also gain the ability to know how to do everything. Right. Um, And then something that I super appreciated about Spider-Man Homecoming is we really never saw him swinging through New York. Right. Um, And so we even got a, a cool little scene where he tried to, like, web in a golf course yeah, and, he, and realized there was nothing for him to attach his so he has web just has to, to run so he just starts running and like sprinklers come on and he's like what's going on and i i love that because that's so real right? right that's so like and then and then i know that when i finally see tom holland swing through the new york skyline i'm gonna start just crying yeah <laughs> and in this movie um there's a moment where miles morales kind of goes all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn how to swing through some buildings. I'm gonna because he's a Spider-Man fan. He has read the yeah. comics, you know. Like he, so he's like, what did Peter Parker do? And he goes, okay, I get it. He he f- swung off the top of a building. So there's a scene where he goes all the way up these stairs and stands on the roof of the building. He's like, I'm gonna jump. And then the very next scene cuts to him just walking back down the stairs. <laughs> Which is going, such oh. a funny beat, and the whole theater <laughs> yes, cracks the up. Whole theater. And then he's like. Oh, look, a smaller building. <laughs> yeah. So he goes up that building, and he's like, I got this, I got this. And he goes and he, and trips. he trips on his flipping shoelace. He can't tie his shoes. By the way, I love that a character beat for Miles Morales is that he just doesn't want to tie his shoes. Just the one like, shoe. <laughs> yeah, just, just the one. He's, it's a style. Yeah, he it's goes, he goes it's a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Um, and so he trips, falls, breaks a bone, but, you know, heals. And that's the thing, right? It's like... Mm-hmm. Side note, the writers don't go, oh, we need to show that he has super healing powers now. We just are smart enough to go, oh, his bone broke. And we're like, yes, he's fine. Yeah. He's Spider-Man, you know? Um, so he fails miserably trying to swing off of a building. And you're like, yeah, that way, makes sense. Yeah, because he shouldn't know how to do that. He's a scared teenage boy. <laughs> like, why would he so, know how to swing through New York? I mean, it's incredible how... With the characterization of each and every character, no character makes a decision that I'm like, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's stupid. Right. 
everything makes sense. Every single thing about every character makes sense. And and so, you know, there's the scene where he finally learns how to swing, and it's in the middle of a snowy forest. Yeah. Like, in this weird moment with Jake yeah, Johnson's Spider-Man. Yeah, they're doing Spider-Man. this tandem holding this computer. Yeah, that they're, they, they've stolen. And it's a weird, like, I didn't, I, I was laughing. Some people were laughing. Yeah. Other people were like, what are they doing? Because they have this, like, beautiful buddy moment in which they're, like, both swinging through the forest. Yeah, and, and Jake Johnson's like, like double tap stuff. to release. Thwip it out. Yeah. Thwip. And he's telling him exactly what to do. Yeah. Because he needs to know exactly. He's like, will you please teach me? Yeah. And he's saying, uh. thwip. Which is so I didn't realize awesome. that. Yes. Like he's he's not saying whip, he's saying then you thwip. You thwip it. And it's like that is the exact sound that effect from sound. every comic. That is the sound that effect the that sound. Stan Lee puts in there. Is that you thwip. You thwip your webs. Like Oh my goodness. So it's so faithful. And then, and then you just and so Going, because the reason we got on this tangent was because of our emotional attachment to these characters. Yes. Um, is because you see that bonding moment between them, and of course you keep seeing it throughout throughout the whole movie, is this, like, weird, like, kind of, like, men- not weird, I don't know why I said weird, <laughs> but you keep seeing it throughout this movie of this, like, mentor, mentee, like, big brother, little brother, or kind of, like, a, a pseudo-uncle, you know, yeah. his uncle's gone, and he's got, you know, this, like, whatever, and then... At the end, in the climax of the movie, everything's going down. Like, every villain is fighting every Spider-Man. Right. And in the middle of this crazy action scene with this, like, small victory for Miles Morales that makes Jake Johnson Spider-Man proud, in the middle of all of this, he kind of just goes... Do I want kids? Yes. I love that beat. (laughs) And it's so great because they don't linger on it, right? He goes, do I want kids? And then you move on. The the audience laughs. And then you really think about it. And you think about the fact that in his universe, he and MJ split up because she wanted kids and he was scared. Yeah. Right? And his character development is that by the end of this movie, he goes, whoa. Do I want kids? Which is like, awesome because that is so what the mentor mentee relationship. Yeah. That's that arc always is that the mentor is what like, a wait. beautiful, what a beautiful, like simple storyline, yes. right? It's like they didn't give, because with most movies where they have like this Mr. Miyagi type like character, by the end of the movie, they expect the mentor to be like, I am now like the all wise Mentor time to die this. you know like i i now am all knowing and all powerful time to dissolve and, with the force like yeah oh and by the end yeah by the end of this this movie he's not you know like this all-powerful jedi he's still spider-man he's still pretty pretty like lazy and just goofy. winging it he's like yeah I'm spidey and however sweatpants. yeah and he doesn't even say hey, MJ, I want kids now, you know? He just has a moment where he goes, I think I might want kids. And then he, you see him, once he goes back to his universe, you see him just kind of like being like, I'm going to try and get MJ back. Yeah. And then we, are, we just kind of buy it. We're like, yeah, he's, he's, improved. he's gotten better. Exactly. But it didn't feel forced because it wasn't anything bigger than what his character needed. Right, right. And I, I loved that. And Jake Johnson in this movie does a brilliant job i his spider-man i'm gonna go ahead and say it his spider-man is my favorite spider-man yeah so can we just rave about jake johnson peter b parker 
Yes, I I'm gonna say <laughs> Jake Johnson, who is has recently most recently been in the movie Tag. Who's Nick um, and New Girl. Who is Nick and New Girl. I said something, and actually this was my um, second Letterboxd review, follow me on Letterboxd, um, was somehow Jake Johnson, even though he's playing freaking spider-freaking-man Peter Parker superhuman, <laughs> he still has ended up playing exactly the same character the jake johnson he always plays deadbeat in sweatpants can't commit to a relationship can't like can't would be yes. a great dad but can't figure get his but head around having kids like yeah he is always the same guy but i love him He in every single movie his character just eats a lot of pizza is scared of commitment and lives in sweatpants yeah and that's it. Like, that's it. But but this is the best version of that that I've seen in anything that yes. he's been in. And I loved New Girl so much. Jake Johnson <laughs> peak. Yeah. And the second, because I didn't know he was in this movie. Like I said, I was staying away from everything. Right. The second he started talking and I heard that beautiful Jake Johnson voice that I just yes. loved so much. He started talking and I instantly, like, this weird Pavlovian response in me just started laughing. Yes. He wasn't even saying anything funny yet. And I, was I was just like, like yes. all right, I'm in. I love I'm going to laugh at any joke that he says because he delivers comedic lines better than a lot of comedians. Very I know. Um the downside is I don't I don't quite buy any time he does anything super dramatic, yeah. which we'll talk about in a second. My tiniest nitpick with this movie, but every comedic line, just perfect. Yeah. So one more thing on the technical side of this movie that I want to talk about is the music, um, and I think that the music in this movie tells you exactly whose story it is. Um, the first time yes. we see Miles Morales, he's listening to "Sunflower" by Post Malone and Sway Lee, which is a great mm-hmm. song. Um, they made it for the soundtrack. And it starts and ends with that song, yes. right? And uh, oh, it starts and ends with him. Choice. And it's so funny because when he's listening to music, he does exactly what all of us do when we listen to music, which is like he's like, like he's like singing a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And um, and the first time we see him, he's listening to this song. And it's like kind of like it's hip hoppy, like a little bit pop. And um, it's Post Malone. So it's got it's a little bit right. like hip hop. So we he's he's jamming to the song right off the bat and then the whole rest of the movie is scored by rap and hip-hop music Mm -hmm. so um i think there's another song i gotta pull up the soundtrack um okay so the first time we see him he's singing a post malone song um there's a jaden smith song on this soundtrack um we've got i mean it's all rap and you got ski mask the slump god like very XX Tentacion is on there. Okay. But like Lil Wayne. Oh, I didn't realize. But like Lil Wayne and Ty Dolla Sign, like all these recognizable hip hop artists and rappers right. are on this soundtrack. And then you get the best scene of the whole movie um, is uh, scored by What's Up Danger, the song by Black Way and Black Caviar. Um, and that's the one where Miles is first, you know, in the suit. Oh, yes. Um, they score this whole movie with hip hop music because they've told you that's Miles's thing. And they're like, this is Miles's movie. There may be yes. a whole bunch of Spider-Man oh, in I've it. Oh, I've never even thought about it like that. There may be a whole bunch of Spider-Man in this movie, but this is Miles's movie. And so Ooh, you've got all this hip hop and this rap music keeping the rhythm going and it's so fun and it's because this is Miles's movie. 
And I thought that was so awesome and just very intentional. Um, I loved all the songs. I was, I, I, I listened, yes. I listened to rap and hip hop a lot. So like I was very yeah. into that and oh, so good. So I don't listen to rap and hip hop a lot. Um, the only relationship I really have to it is like when something becomes like really popular and you know, you kind of can't escape it mm-hmm. in the mainstream. Um, and then I also had like a weird, like two month long phase in college that I would like to discuss with you off of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Christian, if you're listening, you know, <laughs> and, yes. Um, so I don't know a lot about rap or hip hop, but in this movie, I felt more in the same way that like big orchestral, like dramatic moments um will cause a sweeping emotion in you in the same way that the orchestra of the Spider-Man theme song caused me to weep Uh in Spider-Man Homecoming. Somehow the music here gave me the same type of reaction in which I was like, oh, this is a big moment. This is happening. Like the beats are dropping and like I'm fully in this. Like, and it feels like a completely immersive experience. Like I walked into a comic book strip and everything looks like a comic book. The fonts and the design all look like comic books. And then exactly the background music you would expect to be happening is happening. And you like feel it in your bones and you're completely immersed in every part of this story. Yeah. What a great soundtrack. What a great soundtrack. Um, the whatever I don't know what it is but whatever song happens during Uncle Aaron's reveal had me like my gut like I felt that in my gut in my soul like that moment where Miles is terrified and he just wants to run away and he wants to forget that he just saw the most important person in his life reveal himself to be the person that's trying to kill him and like all that anxiety and all that fear all lumped into one song yes that plays at that moment and i felt that man i think it I might be Hyde, which is performed by juice world I like him. A lot. I don't know what any of the words are that you just said, but I'm into it. Um, yeah, I mean, just like that's what I love. This is Miles's movie, and they do that so well. Um, so, my favorite scene in the whole film is when Miles. It's like toward the end, and um, Miles has his dad's talked to him and they've had a very emotional one-sided conversation where his dad's speaking through the door and he's got web on his mouth so he can't talk, um, and in that moment he gains this he gains his power he like gains control over it he knows who he is um his dad says like you've got this spark in you and it's amazing which mm-hmm. is awesome because he's got the venom strike yeah um, but and so he like kind of lights up and he zaps the webs off him and he leaves to go to aunt may's house to get a suit and mm. and then he spray paints and graffitis the suit himself which is so cool because we've already seen him so do that. cool yeah. Um, even though and it makes sense. Even though I was like, Are you getting high on spray paint fumes? Are you wearing that mask? <laughs> Whatever. I'll forgive it. Right, right. I'll forgive yeah, it. It's fine. I think I'm sure he's fine. But the coolest <laughs> okay. scene is like he's finally flipping and figuring it out and he knows how to be Spider Man now. And he's got web shooters. Um they it's like real slow and all the all the instrumentals cut out and it's just mm-hmm. like what's up, danger? It's just that song. Oh, yes. And it is such a powerful moment. Like, yeah. Dang. 
Yes, that's so. So that's your favorite scene. I already talked about my favorite scene, which was the Doc Ock reveal. Um, Just that whole sequence, because just from the moment that Miles Morales decides he's also gonna break in, and he found Peter Parker in the vent system, like ran into him, yeah, his like butt, and then he was like, "Oh, hey." and then, like, from then all the way up until the Gwen Stacy reveal. Yes. It's just such a great sequence to me. Like, it has everything that I want. It has, like, such great comedy in which he, like, turns invisible, but he's, like, waving around the computer. And he's like, what's the password? And he finally gets into the computer and girls, like entire screen is unorganized which is my my biggest cause of anxiety it's like a completely messed up like her screen has no folders it's just all files and it's just (laughs) not organized it's chaotic and he can't find the thing he needs to find because of all that and first of all what a great touch like what a great like funny moment but also like wow too much for for my anxiety it was just it was too much um but there's that moment, there's then there's the Doc Ock reveal, and then they try to leave, but then they end up in a cafeteria full of scientists, and they steal a bagel, and one of the scientists is like, hey, he's got a bagel. And, and then he, he throws like, it back, and it hits he him in the head, and it, it says, bagel. Yes! And then they leave, and they find they leap off of the building, and he's using the web for the first time, and then there's a sequence with him teaching him how to swing around trees. And Spider-Gwen, and... Yeah, and you think that they've been defeated, then Spider-Gwen pops in, and she's like, psych. And there's, like, such a cool reveal there, because because for Miles Morales, he's like, whoa, what's going on? That's that hot girl I liked. Yeah, and so, like, just that whole sequence is so great. And speaking of Gwen Stacy, hello, listeners who are physically around my buddy Sarah Hanlozier. Please make sure she doesn't shave half of her I head want to off shave just because she watched head. this movie. She looks <laughs> so I'm very good. concerned of her. <laughs> I'm so concerned. The first thing you texted me, no reaction whatsoever. You just went, I might shave off half my head. I'm like, what does that mean? I might. <laughs> so so be on shave watch <laughs> pals in like, Arkansas. Please. And she just looks at it and she's like, whatever. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. Oh, Oh my goodness. Is there anything else that, like, uh, there's just, there's so much. I'm just, like, really quickly, things we didn't get to, like, the art in the ethnic hair in this movie is so beautiful, and I think so, like, they got his hair so flippin' perfect. Like, I'm so impressed um, with, with just the hair in this movie in general, but especially the ethnic hair. Um, and then... Um, I love... The... So, I love Penny Parker a lot. Yes. Um, and I wasn't expecting to. I love Penny Parker and I love Gwen both. I thought they were both amazing. And um, I didn't realize how emotionally attached I was to Penny Parker until her little robot Oh died. my gosh, I, I really <laughs> I had a moment. Crying. I was like... <gasps> And I was like, well, I'm feeling so many things for this character that I just was introduced to, like, 30 minutes ago. It's called good storytelling. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved Penny Parker. I love, I mean, really, there was not a character in this film that I wasn't like, dang, good Yeah. Stuff. Even these random side characters. I love that Scorpion was in this And then movie. he speaks Spanish and Miles Blew speaks Spanish right back to yeah. him. And I was like, Yes! That is yeah, so cool. It, just, and he's got- it was such a nice touch. Um, I loved this iteration of Aunt May. Yes, 
She was such a baddie. Like, I loved her so much. Um, I thought that she was, she's probably my favorite Aunt May Mm -hmm. that they've done. Yeah, my favorite Aunt May. Like, hands down. My favorite Aunt May. Um, I thought that the editing of everything was super tight. It was super fun. Like, every single bit of editing was extremely intentional. And, you know, I love an intentional edit. I hate lazy edits. Oh, I just thought it was so good. I also wanted to ask you, too. So, first of all, the moment where um, at, uh, at... the point where Miles Morales is trying to convince Jake Johnson's Spider-Man to do this thing with him um, and he doesn't he can't figure out how to stand up sideways on a building and Jake Johnson's kind of like I've been doing this Spider-Man thing for a while I can walk sideways yeah. on things and Miles is like oh I can do that too and he tries and he just he can't he can't do it he keeps sliding off um but he uh he was trying to be like, hey, why won't you help me? And he's like, I don't want to help. And he's like, but with great power comes. And he's like, nope. Do not finish don't that you, Don't you dare finish that line. And honestly, just him voicing the opinion of every single person who has become way too tired of the Uncle Ben Spider-Man thing. Yeah. Like, we just, we just don't need another moment of someone saying that. Right. Um, but in Spider-Man Homecoming... Right, I think that the version of that responsibility line is um, when Tony says to him, "What well, like if you need the suit, you don't deserve the suit, right?" Or whatever. Yeah, and in this one, I was trying to figure out like, what is that line? Is it the like every time you fall, you get back up? Like, is that what that is? I think it is because in every single Spider-Man origin story that they tell, they're like, every time I get hit, I get back up. Right. And I think that's kind of the moral of this one is you got to because in the big final scene where Kingpin like smashes the crap out of Miles, (laughs) which he literally punched another Spider-Man to death. So it's like very dark. I had a moment where I was like, yeah, he did again. Yeah. Um, But Miles gets back up. That's always you got to get back up. And I like that message a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really Mm -hmm. cool um, special message to this film alone. Mm-hmm. I loved the, this portrayal of New York, um, this like driving through the really cool like neighborhood mm-hmm. and then you end up um, at the super like elite private school where across the street a new coffee shop has just opened yeah. and everyone's kind of like, what? And his dad's cracking up. He's like, what's that one called? Phone party? Yeah. Yes. Um, there, we're just, let's just start a coffee shop and just call it gentrification. <laughs> yeah. um yeah i it was um that moment where he trips and then a cop car pulls up and you're like oh we're gonna have this moment with this black kid and this cop and he's gonna see i knew i knew it was his dad it's his father i thought that was like oh okay i knew it was his dad but i still thought that was a fun moment yeah i have a moment where i was like it's too soon don't do this (laughs) the movie just started so i only have like one gripe about this movie okay the first time we see miles morales is a piece of sony product placement (laughs) and okay it made me furious it totally took me out of the movie i was like listen y'all didn't even need money from sony to make this movie because you (laughs) You are are sony Sony. (laughs) you 
are Sony. It's not like okay. It's not like you needed money from product placement. Like they just did that to do it, and it made mm-hmm. me so mad. Like you look at a movie like Get Out, and they've got Windows product placement, and mm-hmm. you're like, I get it. You needed money to make the movie. Mm-hmm. You took some money from Windows. It's fine. Right. It takes me out of the movie, <laughs> but it's fine. But right. for like the Sony logo, I can see brighter than Miles's face. I'm like. <laughs> What is wrong with you people? Can you just stop um, trying to ruin I Spider-Man? Ju- <laughs> I just watched a movie in which one of the product placements was so obviously Stacy's pita chips. <laughs> and one of the characters, Mark Wahlberg, of all people, um, like grabs this bag of pita chips and he like shows the camera that it's, you know, Stacy's pita mm-hmm. chips and he walks out and then he like comes back because he's having some emotional moment and he's crying, right? And his wife walks in and she's like, why are you crying? And he holds up the bag of, like, pita chips. He's like, you gotta buy the less spicy ones because these are so spicy. And I'm, like, looking. I'm like, you didn't even open the bag. Like, <laughs> the bag is still just sitting there unopened. And this bag of Stacy's pita chips. <laughs> like, what's, what is going on? <laughs> um, so I understand what you're saying. However... I just, like, I, it didn't take me out of the movie. Um, I, for me, it was like, if it had been anywhere else in the movie, if in the middle of the movie, somebody put on headphones and it had the Sony logo, I'd be like, what, what are you doing? You know, but for me, it was right after the sequence in which we were already poking fun at the cultural zeitgeist and we were already like, hey, guys, remember when, you know, Tobey Maguire danced in Spider-Man 3? Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, look at the Spider-Man Christmas album. Hey, guys, you know those really awful Spider-Man popsicles that you got from the ice cream yeah. truck when you were younger? Remember all that? Like, wink, wink, you know? And, like, we had just watched that and it, he literally, he, meaning Spider-Man, goes... And I'm the only Spider-Man. Wink. And then it goes, boom, Sony headphones. And I kind of was like, okay. Like, I get it. They're still kind of, like, in this transitionary phase where Sony's like, hey, we just poked fun at the real world. Now let's go into the universe of this movie. Mm -hmm. And, like, we're still kind of in that mode. So for me, it didn't take me out as much as I was like, ha Sony. Yeah. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, that was how it was for me. But I have seen a whole lot of people have that exact same, like, small little gripe I mean, and that's, that's nothing. That is, that is literally right. nothing. Right. That's, that's us, like, very much looking for, for something For me to, to like, piece about. through yeah. all the little bits and be like, <sighs> yeah, product placement. Product placement. Like, that's, <laughs> so did you have any minor little gripes or anything like that? I, so my only gripe, and I kind of touched on it earlier, as we know, I love Jake Johnson, love him and his comedic timing, think he's like one of the funniest actors um, right now. But like I said, I don't buy him being super serious, yeah. don't buy him being super dramatic ever. Um, and, and in this movie, there's a weird like, he's kind of telling Miles like, hey, you can't, you know, fight with the big boys, you're not ready. And he's like, well, how will I know if, if I'm ready? And he's like... You're, you can't just know. You just, you just gotta, you just gotta take a leap. A leap of faith. You just gotta leap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Miles is like, yeah, 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 okay. It's like the super <laughs> and, lethargic and, advice, yeah. Yeah, and I'm here like, no, but, uh, what? <laughs> and then later, um, later, he's like, they're saying goodbye to each other, and 
you know, Miles is like, you gotta go back home. And you have this moment where you're starting to realize, oh, like, the reason why this this version of Spider-Man is willing to stay behind and potentially die is because he's he doesn't have anything left for him back home, you know? Like, he's no, he, his version of Aunt May has passed away. He doesn't have MJ. Like, he's just eating pizza in his room by himself. Like, and you're like, oh, man, that's why. And he's like, oh, man, but... Miles, how do I know that I'm not going to mess it up? And Miles is like, just looks at him. And then and then he goes, oh, yeah, a leap of faith. And I was like, what? Yeah. And like, really? I just, especially, yeah, especially the first time he says it where you're like, you're like, you know, you're not going to know. You just got to leap. And I'm like, right. But he's got webs that'll catch him. Yeah, so, I didn't like, love that line. I didn't think <laughs> it fit is, very well. Well, I, I just was like, what does he mean? I was just very confused. I was very confused. I was like, why? Oh, what? And it also, like, the writing of that line, I was like, you, that, I've heard that line, you know, many, many times before. And then just the way that Jake Johnson delivers it to me just doesn't quite land. Right. But again, again, this is me being like, I am going to find something to be mad about. Yes. <laughs> And that's it. I also, um, even more of a minuscule nitpick, I just, I didn't get any closure on the burger and fries and how they paid for them. <laughs> and it's like made on point. I, I thought that too. The second time I watched it, I was like, he, he's like, this burger a... place went out of business six years ago. I'm like, and you're going to stiff In, in my ver- spider, yeah. Yeah, he's like, man, this burger tastes so good. Like, I don't have it in my version of the universe, you know. And, you know, they hand him the receipt. And he's like, oh, I don't have the money. And we know Miles doesn't. He's a student, you know. He ain't got a job. Like, I'm just like, hoping he has so, some pocket and then, change. Yeah, and then in the next scene, they just have left. And you're like, so so who paid? <laughs> How'd you pay? Did you just leave? Did you die and dash? Spider-Man! <laughs> like, <laughs> you catch the Dine and Dashers! I know! You can't be freaking Spider-Man, them Spider-Man, you can't do that! Oh my goodness. Middle school kids don't have to, like, provide for themselves, though. So, like, hopefully, Miles had some pocket change. We'll pray. Is he a middle schooler? Yes! Brooklyn Middle! Remember? That's where he was- <gasps> You're right! I know. Why are they studying physics? It's supposed to be like a advanced school, I guess, which is cool I that they're doing like that smart. again, because like yeah, because like you know in but, homecoming, uh, in homecoming, like you know Peter Parker, you know like and his friends are also like speak. Oh, speaking of that school, by the way, there's a little bit of a hinting that he and his roommate are gonna be best buddies, and his roommate seems like you know guy in a chair, very Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. like computer, like genius. I mean, if like, it works the first time. I, I'm ready for that. Because <laughs> Ned is a treasure. Ned is a treasure. Oh, Ned. I love okay, it. we gotta um, move just, on. We've been talking for an hour. We do. Ago. We had to move on. There's just, there's so, like, we could go into it. Like, I could literally talk about, like, the number 42 and how many times that yeah. is. How, like, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man, his two, like, when he was getting pulled out of his universe, his two priorities were to grab his Spider-Man mask and his pizza slice. Like... The fact that Gwen and the spider that bit Miles both came through the first earthquake that everyone thought was an earthquake, but it was just the universe collapsing on itself. Right. Like, there's just so much we could talk about. But this podcast could easily be three hours long. Point is, 
this is an amazing movie. This is an amazing movie. Um, so let's move on to um, what other people think about Spider-Man yes. in general. So we asked people to let us know what their favorite Spider-Man movies were or to rank their Spider-Man movies for us. We had a lot of people who, um, in my opinion, this is kind of a cop-out answer because I do agree, but you can't say they're all great. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, in the grand scheme of things and in the scheme of, you know, what it takes to make a movie, you know, and what it takes to bring a comic book character to life and how crazy it is in the first place that we get to see these comic book characters be on a big screen. Like, yeah, it's all incredible. It's all amazing. But <laughs> there are good ones. And there and, are terrible ones. And there ones. are better ones and there are terrible ones. Yes. So, um... So Jordan Byrne says that, so his top three is, so his third favorite is Spider-Man, his second favorite is Amazing Spider-Man, and his favorite is Spider-Man Homecoming. So I think that's interesting. It's a good opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, again, just more of people saying, I love all of them. Um, had somebody say they didn't have time to rank all of them, but they just saw the new one, Spider-Verse, and said, I don't know what I'd rank all the rest of them, but this one's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, had a friend try to be smart <laughs> and say, number three, Venom, number two, Spider-Man 3, number one, Spider-Man 3, and I would just like to call out Corey Romizer. Hello. Hello. <laughs> He was looking to fight, and I was like, oh, he's joking, right? Tell so he's um, joking. He, so he was joking, right? And I was okay. like, oh, that's so funny. And then he goes, but actually I did see Venom, and I did like it. <laughs> I can no longer trust Tori. <laughs> so we also ask on our Twitter, um, who is the best Spider-Man? Yes, and how many votes did we get on this About poll? About 46 votes. Okay. That's quite a few. Um, yeah. And granted, I will say that a lot of these people probably have not seen Spider-Man. A lot of these people do not know who our boy Shameek Moore is, who is Miles Morales in this movie. So we can forgive them a bit for, you know, being a little ignorant. It's so, fine. So he finished last place with 9%. I imagine a lot of people were like, who's that? Who is that? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, seven, with 17%, we had Andrew Garfield. As the Amazing Spider-Man. Pretty, uh, yeah, pretty correctly rated, I would say. Yeah. Um, with 28%, Tobey Maguire. Okay. And with 46%, my love, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Okay, is... did you vote in our poll? I did. I did, too. Who did I you voted for Shamit Moore. Okay, I voted for Tom Holland. Um, and actually, Jake Johnson, probably. Jake Johnson, yeah. I voted for so... Shamit Moore as a, um, as a proxy, but right, I have a personal hot as take a lead character mm-hmm. that I dislike Tobey Maguire actively. I think he is not a good actor. I okay, don't like, like the actual him. human being. Yes. Okay. So like him being in Spider Man, he's not a good actor as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't. Him and Andrew Garfield do not look like. He looks like a 30-year-old man. <laughs> if you buy that Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone are quirky high school nerds, I don't trust you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't trust you. Um, and Toby, Toby Maguire is just, I do not like him. I don't like his face. I don't like him as an actor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever loved him in a role. I don't think 
he's a good actor. And he has some mm-hmm. cringeworthy moments playing oh, Spider-Man. Yes, I yes. mean, just like where my my shoulders are in my ears. Like, right. Ugh. Awful. Right. I do not we like also, that. We also had um, my pal Keith Edwards have some vehement opinion <laughs> about um, about our pal Andrew yeah. Garfield. <laughs> he said if Andrew Garfield doesn't finish last, throw out this poll. Yeah, which interestingly enough, um, Keith, don't hate me. He is not my least favorite. I no. agree with you in that Tobey Maguire is my least favorite Spider-Man. Um, just because... I I agree with you. I just I don't. He doesn't look like a teenager. He looks like he's thirty years old. He's not a teenager. I mean, like he's just not. He is elderly. Right. I think what makes all these kids in this high school would be like, "What's this dude doing (laughs) here? Who are you?" What? So what I do like though, I so I do buy because Spider Man himself, Peter Parker, is like. In the comics, this, like, underdog, this, like, punk kid who's, like, kind of a know-it-all, like, kind of a, he's, like, Peter Parker is annoying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is, he is that nerd in school that was, like, but actually, and I can say that because that is me. Yeah. Um, but, like, he was that kid, and, like, yeah, Tobey Maguire himself is that kid also, like, he just has those vibes. So, that. like, but he's not acting, it's just, yeah. like, that you just embody a weird nerd, I feel like that is the kind of energy Tobey Maguire has, um, which is partially why I do buy him as Peter Parker, like Spider-Man, right? Because that's kind of who Peter Parker is, right? And then also, there's just the concept of, like, that was my childhood. Like, Tobey Maguire was the Spider-Man of my childhood. And so, a little bit of, like, a warm spot. Andrew Garfield, I like better as like this like weird cool hipster like peter parker he looks at least like a teenager sort of i don't know like a college kid teenager like like a like a college kid flunked a couple of times (laughs) and is still in high school Um, tom holland is the first age appropriate spider-man yeah Tom Holland is my favorite, and when I saw Homecoming, I was very much like, oh, he could be my favorite Spider-Man. Um, and then when I saw Civil War, I, or not Civil War, um, Infinity War, I immediately, it was solidified. He is, yeah. he is my favorite Spider-Man. I love um, And then, you know, of course, Shmink Moore's performance here was super great. I just think it was different. I think it was... It wasn't Peter Parker, first of all, you know. Yeah, um, Miles is a very different Miles. character, which I very which different. I love. Yeah, but as a Spider Man, as a hero, um, I think that he at least, you know, I buy it. I buy it. But yes, Jake Johnson. <laughs> so, Hanloser, how would you rank all of these Spider Man movies? Okay, at number seven, I have the most ridiculous Spider Man three. Mm-hmm. Um, at number six, Spider Amazing Spider-Man two. Um, okay, that one's above Spider-Man three because it's at least sort of coherent. It's watchable. It's watchable. Yeah. Um, sp- then I have Spider-Man at number five, and Spider-Man mm-hmm. two at number four. Um, so the Raimi's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got Amazing Spider-Man at three. Okay, Ho- Homecoming at two. And yes. Into the Spider Verse is my favorite Spider Man movie. This one is ever your made. favorite. This is my favorite. Took, this took. That means that before you saw this movie, you had like this set ranking, and this one just went, nope, I'm just going to overpass all of that. Yep, exactly. Interesting. Okay. 
Okay, so we have um, slightly similar lists. We've got, um, so for me at number seven, Spider-Man 3. Um, if anybody disagrees with that, I just don't want to talk to them ever. I agree. Like, it seems like they would be not fun at parties. <laughs> For the like, one scene you... where Tobey Maguire pulls his hair down over his eye to be emo Venom yeah. Spider-Man. For that <laughs> one scene, that goes to the bottom of the list. That I'm one sorry. scene alone, we're done with it. We're done. Um, uh, so, um, at number six, I have The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, so far, we're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, at number five, I have Spider-Man 2. It's um, a hot take. It is a hot take, and it's because I always remember that movie to be better than it actually is. If you mm. take away all of my nostalgia and all of my like childhood attachment, it's not a great movie. Coming at number four is The Amazing Spider-Man. Number three is Spider-Man. Number two is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. All right. And then number one is Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming is incredible. I could watch it every day. It's just, it's the most, like, uh, it's the most um, similar to a movie that would be my favorite movie, even with all of the superhero stuff taken away. Yeah. Like, you take away all the superhero stuff, that's still one of my favorite movies. It's a John Hughes teen movie. (laughs) It's a coming-of-age film, which I love. My favorite genre. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, Buildings Roman. Yeah, so this is how uh, that this is how we rank Spider Men, Spider yeah. Spideys, little 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 Spidey boys. Um, so to finish up before we get to the Buzzfeed quiz, um, I do want to talk Stanley. Oh, let's let's talk. This is an appropriate way to um to kind of respect roll, him. Like finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and we didn't even talk about the end credit scene. <laughs> But I think this should be how we end it anyway. We can, yeah. you know, we, we don't even know what's going on everything. in the end credit screen. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Stan Lee's cameo in this movie is one of the most poignant and, I mean, heart-rending cameos. It's like they knew. <laughs> it's like, and which they obviously did. Like, we know, you know, that he did his voiceover Way before. long before anything, you know, like, probably very beginning they knew what he was gonna do but so stanley's cameo in this film is that he is the owner of this collectible store and um he's selling all this spider-man memorabilia in the wake of peter parker's death Mm -hmm. and um he he says you know we were friends he and i um, which I think is so sweet, just like because so that's his child. <laughs> Spider Man is, is his creation, and then um, and then he says, or and Miles is like, "What if the suit doesn't fit?" And he goes, "Suit always fits eventually," and that part just yeah. I brought a tear to my eye because it's such a poignant thing for him to say, and it's so Stan. And then and then he jokes and like points to the no exchanges or refunds sign, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, so I through cried. and through, very Stanley. I wept. I, I within the context of his passing, and this being the first like Marvel movie to come out after his passing, and the fact that it's a Spider-Man movie, and that Spider-Man was like his baby, <laughs> you know, yeah. and and his most created, famous creation. Uh, I and then his the tribute to him um before the credits rolled I just oh my goodness I it felt 
important. Like, it felt really heavy. It felt... Yeah. Oh, it it just had felt, weight. It was really, really good. Um, we love you, Stan. Hey, what a great cameo. We love you, Stan. We stan you, Stan. I stan Stan. We stan Stan. Um, right. So, um, in order to honor this great uh, character that Stan Lee has created, um, uh, we're going to take a BuzzFeed quiz from the, the <laughs> point of view what kind of holiday candy is miles morales what kind of holiday candy is miles morales we're just going to transition out of that super heavy part because that's how podcasters do it it's very much like spider-man into the spider-verse in which you like hit him with a joke and then you make him cry (laughs) so yes this is what we do all right so um miles morales um choose something to be talented at Art, sports, or school? Art. He's an artist. Art. He's an artist through and through. We didn't even touch on that. Oh, that was one of my favorite There's so parts. much in this There's movie. There's too much. There's too much. Um, which candy is the worst? Circus peanuts, hard caramels, or gumdrops? He hates hard caramels. I feel it in my gut. Do you, do you like, they're just, like, the old lady candy? Yeah. He's like, I'm just, like, not into that. You think he'd like circus peanuts more? Those weird, like, soft marshmallow things? These are all bad ones. <laughs> These um, are all so bad. Huh. I, I think he'd think, like, gumdrops are, like, you know, like, they're there. I don't think yeah, he has they're an opinion You about know, them. I think he would hate circus peanuts the most. I you feel think that. so? Mm-hmm. He probably looks at them and is like, why are these a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, choose a wacky holiday. Humiliation Day. Bean Day. Bean Day? I don't think he would like Bean Day either, but also Humiliation Day. Well, and the third option is Wiggle Your Toes Day. Dude, Humiliation Day, he gets humiliated at school. Spider-Man, Humiliation Day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the name of the next movie. (laughs) When when his dad's like, you have to say it back. Yes, I say I love you. Say I love you. I love that. Uh, I'm going to choose Humiliation Day yeah. because, like, That's every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this is a good one. What is your current relationship status? Single? Taken? Or it's complicated right now? It's complicated. My it's girlfriend so lives in another universe and we're 15 months apart, which is kind of not a big deal to me, but it's a big deal to her, even though time mm-hmm. is relative. Choose a holiday food. Thanksgiving stuffing gingerbread cookies or easter ham i would like to say he probably will never eat ham anymore after his escapades with yeah. spider ham yeah i agree <laughs> he is now vegan <laughs> spider vegan spider vegan um let's see thanksgiving stuffing or gingerbread cookies what does he eat in this movie does he eat i don't he doesn't even eat the burger and fries. Does Miles Morales eat or poop? I don't know. When does he have time to in this movie? Never. Because Jake Johnson's Spider-Man eats the heck out of that burger. I'm going to say... And he just watches him. I don't know. Thanksgiving stuffing? This is weird. Would he even... I don't even know. I legitimately can't think of a moment where he eats in this movie. And I feel like me having an existential crisis being like, I can't figure out what his holiday food is because I didn't see him eat. So I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll go with stuffing. Yeah. It seems like he likes a holiday stuffing. Sure. All right. He's a growing boy. Mm -hmm. 
cats or dogs? So it's cats, dogs, or I can't decide. <sighs> he seems like a dog person. He does seem like a dog person. Mm -hmm. It takes a special person to be a cat person, i.e. me. We have another food question. Yes. <laughs> Choose a comfort food. Mashed potatoes, soup, or ice cream. Can I say what just went through my mind? Let's hear it. Um, so in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> when um, Tom Holland webs Donald Glover's hand to his car as he's leaving, Donald Glover's like, man, like, let me, let me out of this. Like, I got, I got ice cream in the trunk. <laughs> like, I got, I got ice cream. <laughs> so, then he likes ice cream with his uncle Aaron. Yeah, I'm like, he bought that ice cream to take home to Miles. Aww. And we're gonna eat some ice cream together. So I'm gonna choose ice cream. <laughs> Deep lore. <laughs> yes. Um, That's how you take someone... a BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> yes. Choose someone to spend the holidays with. Your pet, your significant other, or your friends. Why is it family gonna... on there? I know. I don't know. Are you okay? I think of these three, they may go. He might go with friends. He wants to see his others. <laughs> Choose someone to spend the holidays with. Other versions of myself, but just in different <laughs> universes. <laughs> Let's say friends. He's a good friend. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, are you ready? Yes. All right, Miles Morales, which classic holiday candy are you? He is a candy cane. Yeah. <laughs> and the description is, you're a refreshing light presence in your friends' lives. You're incredibly sweet, and you find a way to leave your mark wherever you go. He's a graffiti He's artist. He's a graffiti artist. BuzzFeed <gasps> quizzes are the way. BuzzFeed knows. It oh, knows. my goodness. I'm shook to my core. Miles Morales is a graffiti artist, and He's what, a candy but cane. first of all, do candy canes leave their mark wherever they go? That's weird. Is that a thing they do? It's fine. BuzzFeed is right. BuzzFeed knows all. Guys, we're going to put the link to this BuzzFeed quiz in the show notes, and so be Tell sure what you to are. take this quiz. Tell us what kind of classic holiday candy you are. Are you a candy cane like Miles Morales? Because if you are... Tell us what it means to leave your mark wherever you go. <laughs> Maybe you understand more than we do. <laughs> What's a movie you're looking forward to, Daruda? Oh, I am looking forward to If Beale Street Could Talk, um, the new Barry Jenkins movie. I'm ready for him to ruin my life again, just like he did with Moonlight. Agreed. Um, I'm ready for him to save 2018. Um, I just... I'm ready. So, what movie are you excited about? <laughs> Still the favorite. Guys, if you listened last week, um, we both were very excited about the favorite. And... Uh, I did see it. I tried to see it. She tried to see it. She's guys... going to see it. Yeah, you guys will learn more about that escapade on next week's episode. Yes, we are finally going to discuss the favorite after Hand Lozier gets to see it um <laughs> we're both very excited <laughs> tune in to next week's episode to find out about just our different movie experiences yeah um specifically with this movie the favorite uh we've got some stories <laughs> yeah um let us know what kind of holiday candy you are or what you thought about into the spider-verse or what your ranking yeah. is whatever tell us anything um, yes at cinema rolls pod at gmail.com or um, Cinema Rolls Pod on Twitter. Yes, and then you can also find us both on Letterboxd if you're into that. Um, Letterboxd is this beautiful 
app that allows you to kind of like track your movies and uh, review movies, see other people's reviews. And so yeah. every movie that we see, we track on Letterboxd. Um, and so, of course, we're not going to be able to talk about every single movie that we see on this podcast. So yeah. if you're just interested in what we're watching, just like on a day to day basis, follow us on Letterboxd. You can just search our names, um, which you should be able to figure out how to search those yeah. by now. So, yeah, follow us on Letterboxd. Um, uh, at the end of this episode, I would like to issue a formal apology to uh, Dom Farah, who <laughs> <laughs> uh... last episode I professed my love to him. Um, still stand by it; it's fine. Um, but he now knows that we, as a podcast, exist, uh, which means he knows that I, as a human, exist, um, and. Uh, we didn't I think that was like going to happen. Say, we didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, so, Dom Farah, sorry if that was too weird for you. I hope you don't hate me. Um, and it almost gets worse. As you it, I, just, get, I should just stop. I should, uh, every episode is just going to get like weirder and weirder so Dom. about this Dom Farah situation. But um, so he knows, you know, that I love him, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, and his, one of his friends, uh, Nick also knows that I love Dom because he now follows our podcast on Twitter and has liked some of our tweets. And even before we became a podcast, he follows both of us on Letterboxd. Um, so Nick, if you ever No flex or anything, like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, Nick, if you ever want to be a guest on this podcast, um, I love your podcast, uh, love your reviews on Letterboxd. Let's <laughs> let's have an episode together, and I promise you, I will not mention your pal Don Farah to you during that episode. <laughs> we won't talk about it. So Nick, anytime, uh, send us an email <laughs> at cinemarollspod at gmail dot com. Let's uh, oh, get your people, contact our people, and we'll get this figured out. You know, Sarah, that's how the cinema rolls. Oh my gosh, I forgot. That's how we ended this. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you just seriously forgot that that's how we ended this, and that's you said how it that rolls. just now. And I was like, "What did you say? That's Why did you say rolls. that?" That is that's how the cinema. I'm rolls. sorry. It's, it's okay. <laughs> that's just. Can we just end every podcast? Just I'm sorry. Just a, I'm sorry. an apology. An apology to Dom Farah. An apology to everyone for that pun. <laughs> just like I am deeply sorry, but also this is who I am you've chosen to listen to this podcast this is true um please choose to listen to this podcast again next week bye bye